0: This is the JFJ Conspiracy, where the shop talk
1: is rock. I'm Jim. And I'm Frank. I'm
0: Jerry. And this is the JFJ Conspiracy, where the shop talk is rock. How are you guys doing?
1: Doing good. You have good doing, very, doing very good. Yeah, All Christmas right. was great.
0: Frank? Good excellent over on this side actually got away for a little bit went to Solvang and uh, had a couple nights up in uh cool cool Santa barbara county air and it was, it was a good time away nice yeah um we've been getting uh it's a slow rolling machine but uh, the last mm. episode got quite a few plays I was happy to see that it finally caught on a little bit and um, I want to let all our listeners know that i've uh Reached out to other podcast communities on Facebook, and we're trying to share our podcast with them. Maybe do a little cross pollination, and uh, that'd be great. You know, we either maybe we'll get some guests that way, or we'll be a guest on somebody else's podcast. So I'll let you guys know when we get some information that way.
1: Great, Frank. Thank so, you.
0: But I want our listeners to know we're on uh, Instagram, JFJ Conspiracy. We're on Facebook. You got to like us. Got to share us. Tell your friends about us. And also, so you guys, uh, if you don't know yet, uh, we just started Twitter, JFJ Conspiracy Podcast. And so uh, if you're on Twitter, get on there and uh, follow us, like us, and uh, share your thoughts with us. How about that?
1: Sounds okay. wonderful to me. I just tweeted that we're getting ready to start our sixth uh, podcast and, you know, check it out, people. So we'll see what happens. Got a few followers, but we'll right.
0: see. That'll work. Yeah. Well, this week uh, we've got three songs we're going to be playing. Um, Three very different songs, too. I, I like it. It's a very. Lot, it's a diversity. Diversity. Oh, yeah. That's what yeah, I love about this. In the, in the this. rock world. That's what it, I love is. about
1: you guys. Yeah. Very different.
0: And uh, after we check that out, uh, I think uh, from there we're going to jump into looking back at Kiss Alive. Oh. Oh, yeah. A monumental
1: wonderful album. pig, Jim. Oh, huge. Huge. Yeah. I <laughs> think monumental. I was still writing the Schwinn Stingray when that came out. Nice. I had a Stingray. I, uh, right, yeah. I had a Royce Union. Okay,
2: but.
0: Well, I was going to say.
1: I, yeah. <laughs> or a Murray.
0: I'm not sure.
2: One of those. Yeah. Well,
0: you didn't say Huffy, at least. <laughs> you know, it I may have been. I, it, actually, my bike was a Frankenstein. And I'll tell you, I well. wanted motocross handlebars so bad. And my dad said, well, what are you going to do to work for it to go pay for them? They were like $7 back then in the 70s. Oh, yeah. You know? <laughs> a lot of money. Yeah. And, um yeah. I said, "Well, I'm not going to do anything. I'm going to ask you, and I'm going to ask mom." And, yeah. Because um, if you say no, Dad, I'm asking mom. Exactly, and uh, that <laughs> went nowhere. So mm-hmm. what my dad did one day while I was at school was he took my regular handlebars and you know how they looked that big old shape that they had, took a piece of rebar and welded it in between, uh, right across Yeah,
1: I love it. God bless him.
0: Made me ride that to school. And uh, Oh. Yeah. And oh. I had actually went to Jimco and bought the pad, you know, those cool pads they had with the yeah. Velcro and yeah. the Yeah, so hide the rebar. Yeah, but, <laughs> but it wasn't long enough so you could still see the rebar in between. So I was
1: the poor kid uh, with
0: the homemade handlebars. So
1: yeah, You know what? That's the way it was back then. You know, yeah. you, you didn't just go to the store and buy stuff. I remember no. us and our guys, we switched rims. We switched, you know, <laughs> sprockets, you know, handlebars, everything. But you know what? I wouldn't trade those times for anything, because those times
0: were probably what probably I... the album Kiss Alive and uh, a bunch right. of other great classic yep. albums that we're going to be talking about. Yep. So right now we've got uh, <laughs> so three great songs. Why don't we start with Jim? I know you've got uh, actually a oh. friend of ours.
2: Yes, okay. I do. Please do. Uh, yeah. So talking this week about uh, The Glimmer Stars. Fronted by a guy named Minnie Mendez, uh Charter Oak alumni, go Lancers. Go cool Lancers.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh class of seventy-nine. Mm-hmm. Uh he probably doesn't want us to mention that. Graduated with Vince Neal. Yep. If Vince actually graduated, I don't Went know. Went to school. At the same time. <laughs> Good point. Good point. Good point. Uh so Glimmer stars has been around since uh the year two thousand. Uh we're on a couple compilation albums. They uh Played the International Pop Overthrow Festival a few times. Very prestigious power pop festival. Uh, a couple albums out. A uh, handful of EPs. Um, they've done it. So the song we're going to be playing tonight is called Shine. half Red books and coffee. Uh, this is off their uh, retrospective album. Covers uh, 2000 to 2016. They also have another EP out right now as well. You can find him on CD Baby, Bandcamp, iTunes, all the normal uh, places. Oh God. And uh, great song, great songwriter. Uh, he does uh, some solo stuff also, acoustic, uh, just as Minnie Mendez. Hmm. Uh, but one of, one of my favorite bands, one of my favorite artists. I've seen him a handful of times. Always great live, just rock <laughs>
0: Right, but before we throw that song out here, I just want to just say, if my memory serves me correctly, uh, he was on the wrestling team with my brother. So, yes, Minnie. Wait a does. minute. I've seen you in a slinglet, so.
1: <laughs> oh, Go Lord.
0: Figure. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and you can correct me if I'm wrong. but I, I, I didn't say that, Minnie. <laughs> I love you. I, I didn't say that.
2: So I should, I should probably mention who's in the band. So uh, on this particular track is the original lineup, uh, Mark Schrock, Howie Miller on guitar. Tony Snow on drums. Uh, Tony uh, also plays drums in Dramarama. Um, oh, wow. Was, played for a long time subbing in Gene Loves Jezebel. Uh, he, he's, he's, he's like Mr. Utilities, like oh, just yeah. a ton of people. Gene Loves Jezebel. Yeah, wow. uh, current lineup is a three-piece. They're a power trio now. Steve Soto on guitar and Robert Casillas on drums. And uh, why don't we take a listen?
0: Let's give it a listen. Here we go, Shine. Half-Read Books and Coffee.
2: You're the one with every answer to words that I have yet. you would just get in the And I could end it where you start And it was you and it was me Cause there's a thorn for every heart
1: rocking good stuff
0: yeah, that, oh yeah you know and, and from the music that i've heard from the glimmer stars that that is one of their stronger songs oh yeah gets up in rocks i like it
2: it does mm. you know he has a, a unique way of writing he's you, you probably know a handful of artists like this that when you hear them for the first time you swear you've heard these guys before mm-hmm. i thought There's, it has a now. it has a sense of familiarity to it mm. and at the same time you've never heard it it sounds fresh right. i like it and uh, you, you you know guys how much I love 3 minute songs. Yeah. Their their first album I forgot to include this in the, their first album 11 songs comes in at 30 minutes. Oh, to me that's wow. that's just wow. perfect. That's
1: just perfect. <laughs> uh, I yeah. forgot what, what album I had recently Kiss album uh, uh, I don't know if it's Love Gun but I think it came in at 48 minutes. Yeah, so, too long.
0: Dude, <laughs> wow wow well you know last last episode when we uh reviewed rocks that was a 34 minute album
1: that's what i'm talking that's about what you know good point jim you're right because rocks but and yep. i wouldn't have, if you would ask me how long that album was i wouldn't have said 30 something no but i thought way longer <laughs> wow <laughs>
0: well you know that that is a well-produced song yeah they they they're kicking it up a notch love on that one i really enjoyed yep. it love it love it yeah and you say they're they're on uh, CD Baby and uh, Bandcamp, and iTunes and iTunes. Check them out, people. You won't be disappointed. I'm sure. Uh,
2: yeah, find them on uh, Facebook at the Glimmer Stars, and uh, follow them there. S- smash that like button. There and you go, follow.
0: smashing. Okay.
2: Yep,
1: smash it.
0: <laughs> and they they play a lot of uh, gigs in Anaheim. <clears throat> um, what is the name of the hut? The, oh, uh, Doll
1: Hut. The Doll
0: Hut. I uh, see them guys. I they they go play. They play there quite a while. And if you guys do want to go down there right next door, a cool. screaming taco joint, I tell you, there's nothing <laughs> better than rock and roll and street tacos. I'm telling nope. you. Nope. nope, No, there isn't. All right. Hand in hand, really. Hand in mm-hmm. hand. Now. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's move forward. Um, I'm going to talk about a band who um, I'm not going to get into a whole lot of details because I've got an interview lined up with um, uh, Ajax Garcia and we've, we're just missing the mark uh, with the holidays, and oh, yeah. different things. We just couldn't. We just couldn't make it happen. We tried several times, and he's more than willing to uh, come on the show. And uh, I think you guys would really be interested in, in listening to his story. He is a uh, Los Angeles native, as far as his um, his upbringing. He, he's raised on the streets of L.A. Um, the band that he I plays like him with, already. Oh yeah, the the band he plays with is the Napoleon Blown Aparts
1: um kuda a plus for the
2: name alone absolutely oh absolutely gosh. one of, one of the uh <laughs> one of the best names i've ever heard now absolutely got, jim they've Love got it. a, a, oh, I a loved cd
0: it. that came out um 19 or excuse me 2010 i think it is uh it's called crisis and it's straight ahead raw rock and roll and punk and uh you guys should uh Give it a give it a listen. You can check it out on Absolutely. iTunes. It's called Crisis from the Napoleon Blonaparts, and uh, the, the main guy is Ajax Garcia. And you may be familiar with uh, some of his other work besides music. And I'm talking about uh, if you've ever heard of Eerie Pop Industries. Um, no. he's an artist. He he. This man can uh, paint with uh, just about any medium whatsoever. But he's got a. Uh, a love for ACDC and Angus Young. I, I was talking to him one day, probably for two hours straight on on his love of Angus and that whole guitar sound. Uh, yeah. Huge Kiss fan, which already endears me to him, you know. Absolutely, <laughs> he's in. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> sorry, Frank Casado. And um, <laughs> but we've got uh, uh, this is a song called Sleepwalkers, and it's a departure. He asked me to actually play the, the original song. I was going to play. Was um, hell yeah, right? Hell yeah. And it was that that's a minute 45 or a minute fifty. It's pretty 55. short. My
1: first thing I thought when I saw the length of it, Jim's going to love this. Yeah. <laughs> and I did. Yeah.
0: And I
2: did. Absolutely. It, yeah. it was
0: a faster, kick ass song. And then uh, this particular song called Sleepwalker is a collaboration also with Dave Ketching from Eagles of Death Metal and um, uh, amongst other people that are on this this song. But let's give it a listen and then we'll talk about it. Set particular song a little slower than the stuff that i was um originally planning on playing it's a whole different kind of uh vibe that he's going for now um but i suggest you guys listen to that with headphones because it's it's got another another tune's got a lot going on and even though it's a stripped down sound yeah and uh right now um I was talking to Ajax yesterday and he was telling me he's they're down to a two piece just just himself playing guitar and singing and a drummer and they've been playing at the Viper Room and a few other places down there in Hollywood so wow. uh uh dude gets around and uh, I'll wow. leave the link uh, on the uh, end of the uh podcast so you guys can check him out. I really want you to check out his Facebook page. I think you guys would be interested in seeing some of his art, the stuff he's done with the KISS icon logos. Um paintings of gene and paul are just amazing he's got one going on right now of angus young from the uh looks like the um uh, what's that highway to hell album that's just yeah. like, oh good stuff just I'm, I'm impressed the the, yeah. the bebop hat yeah, yeah. And, and the tail and, you know you know how i feel anybody that gets up and plays live is a hero to me absolutely you know? and um absolutely this There's guy's got like it all you know he, he can he can play he can sing and, and plus he's an artist to boot so he's huh. just a multi-talented guy and, and also the reason I, i'm not giving a whole lot of background other than himself is uh while doing a little research there was a thing on blabbermouth about him uh actually at <coughs> one time possibly being asked to replace buckethead in guns and roses before their major oh, reunion. Oh, I love wow. me some so. So mm-hmm. I, I want to get a hold wow. of him and actually hear his side of that and, and have him tell yeah. us, you know, what really happened with that. So, uh, cool. anyways, that is the Napoleon Blown Aparts. And, I
2: can uh, I can speculate as to what happened with that. Yeah, it. you know.
0: <laughs> don't be an axle. Anyways.
2: <laughs> um, I, I like the song. Yes. And um, well produced, well written, uh, great tone. Uh, I thought the engineering on the song was great. Yeah, um, I liked the other song. Mm-hmm. Um, and Hell yeah. We, we, yeah. We, I mean, we, didn't the the we didn't get yeah. to hear the outro. We didn't get to hear yeah. the outro on that song. And uh, for me, uh, I loved that part. I thought yeah. it was a great little switch up and uh was, was very interesting.
0: Well, that's why I'm going to leave the link down there because the people that are listening to this are not getting the full effect of that song. Because yeah. once that outro picks up,
1: it gets Oh fun. It changes it, gears. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Uh, you're think, right, Jim. Completely changes gears. Th- yeah. The
0: whole dynamic of the song is different after that. Yeah, the whole
1: dynamic of the song mm-hmm. changes. Yep. Yeah.
0: Yep. No. yep. Well, uh, that's Napoleon Blown Aparts. Check him out. I, l-
1: I love that name. <laughs> I do, too. I, I enjoy that. My gosh. Uh, all right. Well, well, Jerry, what do you have for us tonight? Uh, there's an artist called Ken Sharp, and uh, he's not so heavy as these other songs, folks. But to me... He's such a wonderful find. It's it's to me. It just totally takes me back. It's a time machine back to the late seventies, mid seventies, with artists like uh, like Nick Gilder, Jay Ferguson, Jigsaw. You know the the keyboards in the background. Uh, a couple of songs. I wondered if it was a female singing, but same thing with when Nick Gilder came out. I thought Hot Child in the City. Who, who's that? Who's that woman singing that? Uh, to me, it's a special treat. You guys turning me on to Ken Sharp. Look him up, people. He's got several albums out. Uh, His latest is uh, Backseat Beauty, or Beauty in the Backseat. And uh, it's such a treat. Uh, The one song he does that got me into this was called Rock Show. And it's got an intro and an outro by the one and only Ace Frehley. Now, this guy's a a good-selling author. He's wrote books on Kiss, the making of Kiss, 72 to 75. Excuse me for looking at my notes, folks. Um, it, it's just it's the making of uh, Double Fantasy with John Inoko. He He's done liner notes for you know Elvis, Cheap Trick, Janice Joplin, Sly and the Family Stone. Uh, he he contributes to a magazine called Rock Cellar, as in not the basement but the cellar. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's done interviews with Ringo. It, it's to me, everybody in a conspiracy land. It, it's such a it's such a late seventies treat to hear this to hear this guy. He, he's got several albums out. Uh, I love it. I absolutely love it. It's uh, you know, Ace does the intro and outro. He's got Fernando Perdomo on drums, bass, electric guitar, and moog. He's got uh, you know, Tia Simone and Laura Marion on background vocals. And to me, it's just such a, you know, what we're we in seventh, eighth grade in the late seventies, it's such a, it's such a flashback, people. It's such a wonderful flashback. The more I hear it, the more I love it.
0: All right. Well, we're gonna give so, it. So yeah. Thank you. And, and I, I do want to make mention that Ken did ask that we only play about a minute of it because uh, the name of the game is selling music and uh, mm-hmm. not, not giving it away. And uh, I wholeheartedly support that. So we're going to play yes. you a minute snippet. And uh, it should be
1: enough for you to get your taste buds wet and want to get out there and purchase it. And if I may, Frank, before you lay it out, um, if you if you want to go to iTunes or uh, uh, YouTube or whatever and, and go to the song Rock Show by Ken Sharp, Ace's outro starts at 4.25, 4 minutes, <laughs> 25 seconds, if you want to just get to it. <laughs>
0: All right, well, let's give it a listen. This is Ken Sharp with Rock Show. Sorry, folks, but that's just a little... Was that the a little minute? A little over a minute oh. there. Oh. And um, it was just getting into it. Just yes. Getting into oh, it. guys,
1: AM radio, late 70- seventy. <laughs> oh. Oh. That, that's a good, clean sound oh, there, guys. Oh, it's beautiful. You know, it's, it's
2: it was, uh, great that you mentioned Nick Gilder. I was listening to the song on the way into work this morning. I thought the exact same thing. I was thinking, yeah. thinking man, total Nick Gilder vibe. A um, jigsaw, yeah. I'm a I'm a fan of Ken's, and... uh He's got some stuff that's uh, a little more rocking than this, but the guy's a multi instrumentalist.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: uh, I think Daryl Hall played on this album also. Wow. He's he, uh, he's a Ken's a Philadelphia guy, and so he kind of grew up with that Philly sound. And um, was a huge huge yeah huge Kiss fan, obviously, um, which is why he got Ace on the track. But uh, nice. He's got some great songs. He's got a great sense of humor. He has a song out. Uh, I've got the seven-inch. It's called uh, "I Want to Be David Cassidy." <laughs> right. He's got a. He's got another song called "My Girlfriend uh, Hates my, the Beatles." My girlfriend hates the <laughs> Beatles, which it's it's a great song. The lyrics are just it is too stinking funny. Yeah. yeah. Be and um, girlfriend. <laughs> right. Right. And uh, <laughs> but I, I I would highly recommend that you, you check the guy out. I mean, if, especially Absolutely. if you love power pop and. And and if you're Jonesing for that uh, '70s AM radio sound, he's got. But it, it kind of runs the gamut. You can't really pigeonhole him too much because he's, uh, you know, he's going for a particular sound. He's very deliberate in what he mm-hmm. writes, and and he and he does a great job of it.
0: Absolutely, good stuff.
1: Yes, yes.
0: All right. And how much? About how many
1: albums do you know that he has actually out that's I can go over him. His first album was 1301 Highland Avenue, which was 9495, but there's a distribution problem. It only came out in Japan.
0: Oh, okay, import time. Okay.
1: Yeah, import, yeah, and then yeah. 5 years later he has Happy Accidents in 2000. He's got Sonic Crayons in 07. He's got New Morning as in your mourning the loss of someone mm-hmm. uh in 16 and then you got the single I Want to Be David Cassidy, Utopia, <laughs> She Hates the Beatles. They're all singles. And then his latest album from last August is a uh, "Beauty in the Backseat," and that's where that song "Rock Show" just came from. So he's got some material out there, and he's no slouch. But uh, what Jim turned me on to is he does a lot of writing, a lot of contributing to mm-hmm. magazines. Yeah. And, you know, for, when he wrote the 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 Kiss thing from seventy two seventy five, and then he threw out the uh, the double fantasy with John and Yoko. I mean, that's heavy duty yeah. stuff. I haven't read any of it, obviously. I'm just but the I love the I love that music. You know, yeah. it was that time in my life when
2: you know, writing uh, your Jerry, best? you you have the notes there. I think he also did some writing for like um, behind the music or some. St- well, he I, I, I want to say it was some documentary rock. documentary. Oh, that but-
1: was the one on hip hop. He did one on hip hop too, uh, a book. Mm-hmm. But the documentaries, yeah, I, I I don't know, Jim. I got the uh,
2: yeah. I just have the the books he's done. Oh, Okay.
0: I love the titles of it's, the songs though. He's he's definitely has an
2: imagination. Anyway, he's great writer. You've love- you've uh, you've read his stuff, Frank. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we've uh, talked
0: about some of the books and everything before, and probably without even realizing you know
1: who it is we were talking about right. at the time.
0: You know, because I didn't know right. he had
1: music. Well, I was totally into. Now I was the opposite, Frank. I, mm-hmm. I fell in love with the music, and then Jim says, "Well, you know, he's written some," and you know, and you find out and it's like, "Well, wait a minute." You know, I'm in love with the music, and he was writing a book about Kiss, and <laughs> it, it's great stuff, guys. It, this this music thing is, you know, I would have never thought I would hear stuff like that again. Right. And and I listened to Ken Sharp, and it just it totally takes me back in time to a wonderful place in my life. And yeah, that's the power of music, people. You know, well, there you it's go, the power yes. of music.
0: Three different songs and uh, three three great things to check out. Just uh, I didn't think there was a clunker in the bunch this time. Oh no. You know, no Good Hold stuff down, all the way around. Well, that brings us to the classic album. All right. <laughs> Kiss Alive. How what? you doing, people? Oh, yeah. 1975. <laughs> Came out September 10th, 1975. Oh, wow. And uh, what were we? seventh grade at that time or something th- like that? Sixth Seventy-five grade? was. Yeah,
1: uh,
2: yeah, I think so.
0: Yeah.
1: Fifth grade, yeah fourth fifth or sixth
0: i I remember it i said like a lot of our early music for jim and i uh we were hanging out over at todd newman's house and his brother would have an album and say hey you guys gotta check this out and that's where i first saw the album cover and listened to the music Mm. Mm. and um ran home because i lived (laughs) not more than five minutes away and i I ran at a full pace not worrying about my asthma and I oh. said, mom, there was no uh, such thing back uh, then. Oh, I had it. I had it. Oh no. <laughs> I said, mom, we got to go to music plus. <laughs>
1: and yeah. she said, yeah, do you want a Weezer album? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She said, well, Christmas is right around the corner, you know?
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> so I had to wait from, from the time that album came out. And I think, I think over at Todd's house, his brother had it fairly early when it came out. I had to wait from September till December to actually get my hands on a copy of my own. And, um, what a glorious Christmas that was though. Cause same know, thing here. Christmas, uh-huh. yeah. Christmas you, of 75. There was no way to disguise a record when you wrapped it up. Oh no. And you just knew, and I felt it and I knew it was a double album and I just knew because oh. I didn't ask for Tommy. I just knew this was going to be. kiss alive. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, and I, I, and I remember ripping that thing open and I, I wore the first one I had out. I mean, just oh, played yeah. it and played it and played it. And, um, I wanna tell you a little story before we get into it too much, but um like I said, used to listen to it over at Todd's house. And at the end of side two, uh, the song She is the last song on that, that particular side, and that's where Ace's solo was at. And um but it wasn't a long drawn out solo like Alive Two, you know, it was just kind of his his licks and everything. And at the end of the song you hear Paul Stanley shout out something, and we didn't know what it was he was saying. And uh, me and Todd came to the conclusion that he said, eat me, lychee tonk. And <laughs> so
1: I didn't know you spoke German. Frank. Exactly.
0: Well, we, for the longest time, we would go to school. What an insult. Exactly. <laughs> well, Is we it? would go to school and every time somebody was acting up, we'd say, well, eat me, lychee tonk, you know, because that was a, I, I kid you not. Two years later, I'm at the show at the Fabulous Forum. Ace plays Shock Me and does the whole bit. And Paul Stanley says, Ace Fraley, lead guitar. All of a sudden, I said, wait a second.
1: I like Eat Me talk better. I got to go back.
0: <laughs> yeah. I had to go back and listen to the record. Son of a bitch. He says, Ace Freely, lead
2: guitar. Lead guitar. Oh. Never yeah. knew that. Oh, it's hard that. to tell, though, on the album. <laughs> no, it sounds, I didn't even know. It I, didn't even know I, I listened to no. it again today, and I was like, <clears throat> the only thing you can really kind of make out is lead guitar. I didn't even hear it. It doesn't even sound like he's saying Ace freely. <laughs> I thought he said, talk <laughs> Eat me, Leechatong. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah. And
0: so here I was calling people, leech, you know, a leechy tonk not even knowing what that leechy-tonk, was. Fella. Hey, fella, fella. You're
1: What are you looking at, leachy-tonk? Yeah,
0: and that was just one of those East Coast things. They had that, that New York swagger, and so we were going to be cool and call everybody,
1: hey, eat me, leachy-tonk.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I bet if you ask Todd, he doesn't remember any of it because, you know, he
1: selective not anything that
2: makes us look bad, you know. Deny, total okay. denial. Uh-huh. Right. <laughs> Don't know what there. you're talking about. Yeah. He wasn't
1: there. Yeah. That's yeah, our that's, Todd. That's why we love him that that
0: album you know um for great side that that is an album to listen to and my poor brother he he had 8 track you know so you would just be getting into a tune it would stop in the middle of a song click over it to the next track tracks, yeah oh i hated that so um had it on album and i would you know listen to that thing day and night that was oh yeah that was a it was a good at that time what we thought live album just great
1: I still think <laughs> you guys are the one that crushed my groove on that. I, I you know, I, I think they just plugged in at the Cobo Arena in Detroit and just laid it out. Yeah, we're we recording okay. one night, one, take. three, four, boom, they all sure, the way through live and wonderful. And sure then you guys like think oh. yeah.
0: and you know and, and they never came out with the with the truth of the matter that it was done over four different nights. And you know, <sighs> I, I would have never known the difference because uh, Eddie Kramer did such a. a great job of of engineering that thing and and getting it it was seamless it was a seamless album yes
1: it
2: was.
0: i don't know what are your first thoughts on that jim um
2: my first album also and and i remember the interesting thing was we kind of learned about kiss early on Mm
0: -hmm.
2: because uh because like you said todd's brother had the first three kiss albums which was kind of unheard of yes Oh. And I I remember I remember Todd showing me like the album cover of uh the first kiss album and he said he said you you got to listen to these guys and I was looking at it and I was like I what the heck is this? <laughs> yep. What are I, they doing? I, and I'm thinking I don't think I'm going to like this. Right. This is weird. A horror show, yeah. yeah. Horror <laughs> show and and then Todd busted out he he called Frank and I one day and he said you you guys got I go I got I bought this album Dress to Kill. You guys got to come over and listen to it. Oh yeah, I loved it. And Dressed I was all Dressed. oh those Kiss guys again. You're <laughs> talking about. And, but we we came over and oh my gosh, uh, Blue Frank and I just yeah. right out of the water. Absolutely. Dress to Kill. The and uh, and so it was great because you kind of felt like you were in the underground of like mm-hmm. early, we And we and we would go back to school. This was sixth grade, and we're going back to school and telling everybody. You got to check out this band Kiss, and they're like, "Yeah, Kiss, never heard of them. Don't know what you're talking about." And then uh, shortly after that, that fall, I guess, is when Alive came out.
0: Oh, it was amazing.
2: Seventh wow. grade, and uh, and all of a sudden, everybody's jumping on it, and you're, you're and you're. It was like a little bit of the magic was lost. You you wanted them. You wanted everybody to understand how great they were, but then when they did, you were a little crushed because it was right. like that was my well, secret. They're, damn it. Yeah, they're now, my band now. Mm-hmm. Now they're kind of everybody's band, you know. <laughs> but uh, well, it,
0: but there was there was a, a certain division also because not so much with Alive, but when Destroyer came out, um, you were either a Kiss fan or you hated them. Oh, and
1: Destroyer's wonderful. People too. would
0: a lot, a lot of people would just almost threaten your life if you were a Kiss fan for being a kiss freak you know, you're a kiss yeah. freak eh? yeah you know and that's not music yeah, yeah. and that's debatable you know it, it i enjoyed it I, it got me through a lot of hard times same
2: absolutely. here you know, same absolutely same here you can get lost was, in that music yeah there was something in a lot of those songs that spoke to me especially destroyer mm-hmm. um yeah but yeah just uh a sonic powerhouse alive yeah Mm-hmm. and going back and listening to it again today um just uh it brings back a lot of memories mm-hmm. yes it does uh, but you you just and, and knowing what you know about it now like so that it was done over four days and there were overdubs and this and that are, are and you, you sure that's it, true
1: guys <laughs>
2: no no <laughs> but i but i was listening to the drums and i thought these just sound so live i yeah. mean Oh, the hi yeah? hat, the hi hi-hat, hat's a little tinny or whatever, you know. It doesn't sound like it's in the studio, no, you know, whatsoever. And I, I think sonically, um, I read a quote where uh, Paul Stanley said he goes, "You know, people release live albums now, and it makes a live sound like it was, you know, recorded in a washroom somewhere." But uh, I don't think I, I, don't hear that. No, I, don't know, I don't hear that. I don't. I don't hear that.
0: I, at all, I, I love the sound of the Alive album. As a matter of fact, when Alive Two came out, it was a letdown. It was to me too. Um, the way yep. they produced that, it was just way too in your face, and it would just the, a little distorted. Magic, yeah, the magic was gone for me at that point
1: for the live aspect of it. Um,
0: right, but to me,
2: to first... me, the
1: Live One, yeah, it's Paul could talk. He could talk to the audience. Alive Two, he's hollering.
2: Yeah, he has to. He has to yell as loud as he can, and to me, that's the. The major it's, difference. And it's wow. too much yelling. You know, we we yeah. talked about this last week. as like, the you know, his banter much. in between is kind of at a minimum. Yeah. Mm. You know, he he only introduces a handful of songs. I mean, he goes extended on you know, Cold Gin and um, what's the other one? But a lot of times, like you know, Come On and Love Me, he just gets up there and shouts, "Hey, Come On and Love yeah, Me," and, and then he, in the
1: song. Yeah.
2: You know, uh, we're gonna get this place hotter than hell. Mm. You know, there's nothing extended. There's no long. Banter, yeah, <laughs> banter, whatever you want to call it, you know.
0: The the formula of the of a live album at that time too, with the uh, extended drum solo, you know, I, I'm now. Don't
1: do it, Frank. Don't do it. No,
0: if I go to a show now, I don't want the drum solo
1: anymore. I don't. Not need, even a, uh, the drum solo from a uh, hundred thousand years from Kiss Alive One. Oh. I'd go straight to it. I could put that needle right oh. on that spot on the album. Well, let me tell you, Woo. I listened to that thing so much that I
0: probably drove Miss Gents and uh, Miss Robinson and all those teachers <laughs> crazy because I would play that whole drum solo, the whole 17 minutes of it. I'm oh. like, Dance, <laughs> yeah. it. And then I would get into the, the the rap that Paul Stanley did, you know? Right? And, you know, if right. you oh, if you say you believe in rock and roll, whoa, you know, I would say do the whole thing. And, and people would look at you like, oh, you're special needs. You know, you... How do you, why do you Well we, were. we yeah. were. And then
2: you and then you just turn and say eat me lychee toss." Yes, that's, right. that's exactly. Then, that or- I
0: can't hear you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How you doing people, you eat know? lychee yep. so That's yeah. <laughs> I, I, I love that Frank I'm sorry that I, I, that's just how it is. That's what I heard. <laughs> but that album, you know, uh four great sides and and originally I would asked you guys, you know, we're not going to pick our favorite song and our least favorite song on this album because um being the, the Kiss Freaks that we are, we, there's really, I, I do have one song that I'm not fond of, Um but the rest of the album. Uh, really? Yeah. And I'm tired, I, I'm tired of it. I'm tired. Oh, your, it's
1: got to be. Okay. Yeah. That's what broke them. That's the one that broke
0: them. I think I know what song you're yeah. going to say. I'm going to say Deuce right off
2: the top. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah.
0: Oh. I, I've never really gotten into that song, and I don't know if it's Gene yelling about his grandma. I don't know what it is. It's kind of a weird song. It, it's a strange. It, it song. It is
1: lyrically grandma out of here. Yeah.
0: Huh. And then that's the song where they always do the the synchronized, you know, synch- you know the, the the dancing together and the whole bit. Yeah. And yeah. It was just too hokey for me. Even even as a huh. kid, I didn't like seeing seeing them do
1: that. Wow. Um, I loved that. Do you?
0: I loved it too. I and do. I thought, how but, do they
1: keep their place the, musically while they're,
0: you know? But, but if you go back and you look at Parliament Funk, or if you look back at a lot of '70s bands before them, they were doing the exact same thing. You know, they oh, were- I'm not
2: saying it was original. Yeah. I'm just saying it gives it gives you something visual to see. Yeah. yeah. And um, I'll tell you something interesting. It, it's kind of weird and like kind of a weird tangent here. Uh, <laughs> Gilligan's Island. They had some. <laughs> Band who like washed up on the oh, shore like of the. They're like bands,
1: the '60s. Yeah, time, yeah. Uh, and yeah. I remember
2: it was Bingo Bango Bongo right. and Irving. I, uh, I don't even remember what the name of the band was—some mm-hmm. yeah. rodent or something. Yeah. Oh, but they—they they play, they play. Yeah. They uh, play, and and they do like this synchronized movement, all of them. And I was just watching it and thinking, like, <laughs> how completely professional it looked, <laughs> you know, because. They weren't just up there playing. I mean, they Uh had, they they gave you something visually to watch. And I think that, well, I think which is probably, uh, you know, uh, an outgrowth of that era, you know, late 60s or whatever it was at that point. But, um,
1: (laughs) yeah, I didn't, uh, yeah, I got to look up the name of that band. I swear it's on the tip of my tongue. I can't. Cockroaches or something like that. Yeah, the the Beatles or
0: something. Yeah, it was supposed to be something
2: similar to the Beatles. Yeah, yeah,
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, like I was saying, we're not going to pick a favorite song, but I did want you guys to pick a favorite side, because if you had the album, you have a favorite side. So Jerry, right off the top, has jumped on side four. Yep. And explain why.
1: Uh, It starts off with Rock Bottom, Cold Gin with Paul Stanley. Oh, oh, uh, Rock and Roll All Night. Of course, to me, the live version is what just sent them through that. Yeah, Stratosphere. And then, of course, my favorite tune-off, Kiss Alive One, there's two. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them is on side four, Let Me Go Rock and Roll. The last song on the last side. I, mm-hmm. I love it. I love Let Me Go Rock and Roll, and I love Nothing to Lose when Pete comes in. Mm-hmm. I always love that part where they just they crescendo up and then stop, and then Pete comes in. You got nothing to lose. I love it. I love it. But side four, Kiss Alive. Know, even as a old Jen, oh, the banter. A
0: 13, 14-year-old <laughs> kid.
1: I knew nothing to
0: lose was about butt stuff. You know, I didn't know Eat Me you Tonk, but I knew Nothing to
2: Lose was about well, butt stuff. Well, one thing leads to the are other. Are you place. serious you knew Did that? You I knew it. that. Yeah, and I remember thinking because I didn't find that out till much later and uh, I didn't it, even I, know about it. It, why it changed my whole me? perspective of the song. I was like, "Oh, I don't like <laughs> it so much now." <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, I Autumn is, is 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 booty bottom,
2: not rock bottom. Nothing to lose. Oh,
0: nothing, me, to nothing, lose. To lose. nothing to
1: lose. Yeah. Oh, man. and That's yeah. Probably one of my favorite Pete I songs. I love
0: that song, and yet I uh-huh. knew right away what it meant. Uh-huh. I was like, "Well, that's pretty, pretty dark." You know what? You know what? what are uh-huh. These guys singing about this for—they don't need to do that. But
2: then, well, especially when you're in the seventh grade, you don't want to think about exactly. that. Exactly. Well, I
1: didn't, and I'm 55 right now, and I still have it. Thanks for killing me. I'll pop that button. Well, up. Now no, I, gotta, I mean, uh, now I somebody uh, again with a different
2: mindset—it's <laughs> going to ruin it. <laughs> yeah, when I was when I was to the record store, this guy named Chris, uh, oh, no. used to come in and he was a huge oh. Kiss fan, and so we we would talk about Kiss and whatnot, and he's the one that told me like, oh yeah, nothing to lose, it's yeah, like, you know about that, and I was like, oh, what? Yeah, and he's all like, yeah, yeah, and I was like, no, nah. I kind of discounted it, and then I saw an interview with Gene where he said like, oh yeah, this is what it's about, and I was like,
0: oh. I mean, of all, I don't, songs- I don't want to hear
2: the song now. <laughs> they, they've never really been big on innuendos
0: or anything, but this was their most blatant song, I thought. I, I, well, is innuendo? Isn't that Italian
1: Preparation 8? Yeah, absolutely. That's what it Lando. is. I guess I just didn't want to believe it. <laughs> maybe, not. maybe not. You know, maybe. I still don't, guys. I'm telling you, I might not listen to that song ever again. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I just may not. Oh, no.
1: Oh, sorry about that. Sorry, well,
2: well
0: Jerry, what's your favorite? Or Jim, excuse me, what's your favorite uh, side of that album?
2: Uh, I'm going with side four also uh rock bottom is probably my favorite song on the album just because of the way it's engineered Mm -hmm. uh it is so sonically potent uh uh, and i think it's the song where gene's bass sounds the best Yeah. yeah and uh when he comes in on that song i mean it's just bombastic and i just love it just absolutely love it um my exception is "Let Me Go Rock and Roll," and I'll tell you why. It's really, just too blasted long. Uh, and I realize that, they're trying so it out because it's it's the end of the it's the yeah, end the of the outro show, though, Jim. Where they all just that
1: bass, <laughs> dude. Well, well, it's well past oh. the three minute mark.
2: <laughs> oh, that's right, Frank. I forgot. Jim yeah. is three minutes. Uh, <laughs> <I forgot. laughs> well, listen to the last. Three it's minutes. a lot of solo. I just felt it goes on too long. But I, I mean, if you're there watching it, it's probably a whole different well, thing. Well, You don't right? want so, to if you're there, yeah, right. <laughs> Right. Oh, three so I get it, but as as a kid sitting, I'll forget. As a kid, as me sitting now listening to it, it's like yeah, it's it's like the extended drum solo. Wow. It's like you held this out way too long.
0: I, well, I think it go it goes maybe one or two solos too long because they do each take a turn and then uh-huh. kind of come back to it again, and uh-huh. it's almost like they forgot how to end the song. Right. You know. <laughs> but, uh, okay.
2: Everybody, everybody, look at each other on stage. Okay. Now we're gonna figure out how we're gonna get uh-huh. out of this. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I, but I, I, no, I mean, I, it's not that I don't like the song. I do like the song. It's just, you know, it's the kind of the extended dance version, not just,
1: yeah,
2: well, <laughs> I can see
1: that you put it in that light. Yeah. Extended dance version. I I, I can, I can deal with that. Yeah. And you know, uh,
0: the, the, su- is. the studio version of that song off of, was it hotter than hell? Yeah. Um, just bland is all get out. It is, it's a Plodding. snooze fest. It plods. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh. and this is why they broke because and they've said it themselves, this was the true experience of kiss was listening to them live and seeing them live. They couldn't yep. capture that in the studio for whatever oh. reason at that oh. time. And and those songs all pardon the pun, but they come alive in, on that album.
2: Yes. Yeah, so I remember, you know, because I got the originals after, mm-hmm. after that, probably the following Christmas, I think that yeah. came out or whatever. And I got that set and then, I remember going back and listening to the studio versions of some of those songs, and just like, yeah, yeah. it was Fall like, yeah, it was like a little, yeah, a, it was a little bit of a letdown. Uh,
0: well, you guys both like side four. I'm surprised, and the reason I'm surprised because Rock and Roll All Nights on that, and that that's one of those songs that that's
1: not why I picked it though. No.
0: I know, but I'm saying that song has been played so much. I thought maybe you guys would be a little numb to it.
1: Uh,
2: I still
0: never tire of that song. Not really. Nope. Not the live version of it. No. Nope. Yeah, I don't like the studio version that much, but I uh, love nor the I, version.
1: I, No, that's yeah. Uh, that's,
0: uh my favorite cut or side on that album is side 2. And and again, because we've got Nothing to Lose and we got Pete singing for the first time you are hearing him sing. And That's uh, right. But Parasite and, and She don't tell me what are that's. the hardest darn song. Absolutely.
1: Kiss have ever done. That Parasite riff. Oh, yeah. I remember hearing that on the radio when I was a kid just yeah. that before I even knew what Kiss was. Mm-hmm. That's I uh,
2: had, uh that's the one exception on the studio album if you go back and listen to Parasite. It's good. That that Ace Frehley solo on yeah. there is mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. brutal. Well,
0: mm-hmm. for me on side two, it flows the best out of all, all four sides for me. Yeah. Because it is just one hard-hitting song. It gets faster and faster and faster, uh-huh. you know. And then it ends up with Ace's solo in the Eat Me leach Tonk Syndrome. So, <laughs> right, um, right. But that...
1: Just amazing, amazing album. I can't wait to use that in public. Hey, <laughs> eat me, leech you talk. Yeah,
0: yeah, I might get shot. Nowadays, <laughs> that was that was my you shot <laughs> Yeah, you might yeah.
1: get out of here, foreigner. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, I, I think uh, we've summed it up with Kiss Alive. I know we're all big fans of it. It's uh it's an album that you, you don't tire of and um now it, it's it's held the test of time for sure for, for an album that's came out in 1975 I can
2: listen to it any day of the week and, and I
0: don't tire of it
2: and uh very influential i yes. mean did it seem it it seemed to me that like after that album everybody had to go out and release a live album
0: it they there was an awful lot of them uh, yeah. I don't know the, the the time frame when Frampton comes alive came out. It may it came out about the same time.
2: Shortly after that, I mean, yeah. Frampton
1: comes alive was about ninth grade, summer yeah. of ninth grade, or maybe the, summer before ninth grade. That was the
0: next huge live album. Uh,
1: absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. I
0: remember Aerosmith came out with Live Bootleg, and that thing that was I didn't like that god awful album. Yeah, I, and it was yeah. a true bootleg sounding album, and it yeah. was like <laughs> at the height of their drug use and everything. The yeah. They just probably why they a, called it that. Yeah, it's not you know. our fault. I'll tell you what, if you do want to hear a good live album from Aerosmith, uh, they've got one they recorded at the, uh, I think it's the Hard Rock or something like that in Las Vegas. Yeah. They, yeah, it's Vegas got a lot one. of the newer songs, but they do a lot of the older ones too. It's produced really well. Yeah, it's a good live album. Huh. Um, Fog down. Hat it's Live, huh? How about oh, that? The best. Yeah, that, that's yeah. another album that, in, that I don't Home tire. in my
1: hand, home in my hand. Just the intro of That it's Oh, I love right. it. And it, I'm sorry, My only ahead. only complaint is it's
0: just
2: a single album, right?
1: Six yeah. songs,
0: yeah.
2: Mm. So, good stuff though. Uh, yeah, they um, good band mm-hmm. and some great slide playing in there. Yeah, and, the best, uh, some wonderful bluesy stuff. Uh, they they venture way outside the three minute mark, yes, uh, they but do. uh do. <laughs> they're and you, and you still like them, Jim? I and I still like them. I, I think dude. they're a band that's like. Um, I thought kind of hugely underrated. I would agree. Yeah, they, they,
0: um, they had their moment though. They, they were on top of the world for a minute,
2: Uh um,
0: but it was a, it was a genre of blues rock that, uh, you know, they, they, they played festivals and they played a lot of big gigs for, for quite a while. And, um, they made a lot of noise for a three piece band, you know? so
1: yes they did,
2: they did.
0: Uh, a band that, that had a live album that i didn't care for was rush's live album i know a lot of people love uh their live
2: exit stage left yeah is and that the one that's right i forgot about they that are, they
0: are a band right personally i enjoy their studio albums more than their live album because it just doesn't come across as uh thick sounding you know and that's you talk about a band that does over the three minute mark forget it they're not they're not yeah they're, they don't follow yeah. that formula
1: it's, it's too so, deep lyrically, man. We uh, can't do that in three minutes, baby. <laughs> you know. I've gotta tell a
2: story. That's <laughs> true.
0: Well, I'll tell you what, guys, um that, that's a good album to go back and listen to. That, that's mm-hmm. but let, let's look to the next episode. And uh, I tell you what, uh, Jerry, why don't you pick the next album?
1: Oh oh it's my turn? Yeah, this no, time it dead is dead. your turn. <laughs> um guys, damn the torpedoes. Tom Petty and the Hey. <laughs> hey. What say. let say. Oh, uh, yes.
2: Excellent. I would have excellent. never thought you would pick that.
1: Yeah. I, I, know. I used to stare Completely at that out of left cover. field. I used to stare at that album cover. Yeah. At uh, that Rickenbacker guitar, I would stare at it. I'd stare at where his fingers were on the fretboard. I just I loved that album and it was it was his first album after all the court issues with the, you know, the record company and management and all this and he was gone for a while. He had his other hits that we all know. But what then year all of a sudden, did that come out, Jerry? Do you remember? I want to say 79. Somewhere uh, I there. believe you are. That's what sure I want to right. say. 79. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that's, that's good stuff. That wow. whole album is good stuff. Cool. I, I like Tom Petty. I like the Damn the Torpedoes and then Hard Promises after that. Yeah. Well,
0: That'll be a good one to go back and listen to for sure and uh, revisit.
1: Yep. Yeah.
0: Well, if I tell you what, anybody out there, if you've got a – you're an unsigned band, musician, uh, you play – banjo in the church choir i don't care you want to uh <laughs> mouth there you go a mouth it worked harp. on a who song <laughs> you it's want to get your, your musical listen uh write us at jfj show at gmail.com and uh send us an mp3 and uh, some information we'll get back to you we'd love to hear
1: you uh jerry you got anything you want to uh, end the sun uh just keep rocking people and hang on a second since we're right smack in between christmas and new year's folks oh, uh look just, at you yeah we're right in between christmas and new year's folks <laughs> you, you, you can figure out what date this is being recorded but everybody just keep rocking in the new year like neilson young says right? keep our free world but um <laughs> yeah give us a listen uh, uh, on all the on all the sites and, and and let us know what you think and and like jim says smash that like button if you like us smash it if you don't why do i want <laughs> a, why do i want a bowl of lucky charms right
0: now i don't know
2: but... <laughs> well they're magically delicious frank that's why <laughs> You got anything for us, Jim? Uh, I think we're still trying to give away a t-shirt, are we not? Oh, we are. We haven't. We haven't got to
0: where we're at, and uh, uh, they're they're cluttering up the 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 warehouse. The warehouse. Yeah. yeah, and so I want to clear the warehouse out and get some of these t-shirts out there. <laughs> What's so funny, Jerry? You
1: got? Uh... We've got pallets full. People, come on! <laughs>
0: it's not even funny. Uh, I've had the, <laughs> yeah, well, Kalosha on we back. got trying to get them cleared out. Okay, problem. so
2: <laughs> iTunes, go to iTunes, subscribe, leave a review, uh, Instagram, uh, follow JFJ us.
1: All of them except the Gmail. You want to drop us an email, it's jfjshow
2: at gmail.com. Did sorry, Jim, that, to interrupt.
0: Did I not say that? Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: Yes, you did. I'm sorry, Jim. Just... Go ahead, Jim. <laughs> We're out of control. Uh, in, uh, what else? Instagram. Follow us. Leave a comment. Uh, what's our, what's our other way now? Oh, now uh, we are on Twitter. Uh, oh, you know, no, no. Uh, YouTube. Go on to YouTube. Oh, subscribe. Time. Leave a comment. Like. So we we want to give away some shirts. Come on, Share. people. Yeah. It's free. It's easy. Just yeah. just take the time And out. it's the right. holiday season,
1: folks. You have no excuse.
0: Yeah, yeah you're off work. Yeah. And, and I'm scared <laughs> of getting on the ladder to get this box down off the top, top shelf in the warehouse. So, um i want to help you frank get these things out yeah i need somebody with some height there (laughs) (laughs) well hold on a second Um,
2: (laughs) okay now there you go
1: (laughs) my man
0: (laughs) Uh,
2: jim you're next yeah no no hats inside Better have a hat
1: close by fellow it's not happening. Okay.
2: Yeah. All right, guys. Well,
0: if that—that's about it. This is completely off the rails tonight, and there was no alcohol or drugs involved. Nope. It was just one of those nights. So, yeah. Hope you enjoyed the JFJ conspiracy. And uh, with that, I guess the shop is closed.
2: Shop is closed. Keep
1: talking, people. All right.